Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is May 2nd, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling. This is our post-Raw review. Denise is on another assignment tonight. Thank God. We Wait, gotta... hold on. When you say on assignment, sometimes it means they were suspended. <laughs> well, there you go. Instead, we got a real Hollywood star, a real television star. Yeah. He once burned alive on Spike TV. <laughs> we have Jeff that's Hawkins true. here. That's, that's very No, 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 no. It wasn't me. It was the guy, other guy. Oh, okay, was, it was the other guy. Yeah, he watched a guy. man burn alive on yes. Spike TV. On 1,000 Ways to Die, yes. Uh, I know a lot of you are disappointed Denise is not here, but let me assure you. That you shouldn't be. My feet picks are for sale for 20 bucks a piece. So go. just go ahead and PayPal me that. There you go. Guys, uh, <laughs> check out our great sponsors, NordVPN.com slash Fightful and DraftKings. We've got this great deal with the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Download that app. Use the promo code Fightful. Throw down $5 on any UFC 274 fighter to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do win. That's code Fightful this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the UFC, and now Fightful. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. You can see our show notes for details. Uh, and uh, check it out, guys. They've, they've made a nice investment in us, as has NordVPN.com slash Fightful. But you know what? You can make more an investment in us. Like, like what, what more do you have to spend money on than Fightful? That's what I want to know. What in your life is more important than wrestling news? Because I could think of a great way to spend five bucks, and that's FightfulSelect.com. Everybody's saying Denise is actually wearing makeup tonight, which I appreciate. Uh, I like the <laughs> Alex and Kate look different. I thought that was... <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, FightfulSelect.com, today we broke the news that Roderick Strong had asked for his WWE release. We have a lot more details there. Uh, needless to say, today, uh, several of our reports... First off, there was a fake Raw rundown going around, and a lot of people that were like, oh, well, the Roderick Strong thing is already resolved. Wrong. Read the report on Fightful Select. But Jeff Hawkins, uh, I did a breaking news podcast on it, adding a whole lot of details over on Select. What were your thoughts when you heard Roderick Strong had asked for his release? Least surprising news ever, possibly. Um, <laughs> I think too many people jumped down your throat for the notable wording in the tweet i'm like come on guys it, it is notable because he is a star on the indies and since the indies are now back 
ROH Mm -hmm. world champion, ROH tag champion. Oh, by the way, an NXT triple crown champion, Uh, maybe a member of the greatest stable in the history of that brand. And, uh, Hey, what what are those other guys doing right now? They're getting ready to feud with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega yeah. when it comes back, and that's yeah. going to be a big match. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was a an odd showing that he resigned relatively late into the other guys' contracts. Mm-hmm. That I, I remember that news breaking in 2021 and going, well, that seems odd. He must be very very happy there. But I believe Marina was still under contract at they, the time they, as they well. They had pitched her to join Diamond yes. Mine with him. Yes. yes. So, I mean, not not only that, look back at the original pitch for Diamond Mine. It was Malcolm Bivens, Tyler mm-hmm. Rust, Hideki mm-hmm. Suzuki, Arturo Huas, Marina, and Roddy. Roddy's yeah. still there. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, he, he does be the last man standing of all the stables he joins, too. <laughs> it's been, there you go. There's somebody who had a picture of, like, all four stables he was in in his dime, yes. and they're all gone. Well, guys, uh, check out FightfulSelect.com on Tuesday. The Backstage Report podcast will be going up on Tuesday. Uh, but also I'll have some AEW video game news. And how about, without giving away too much, some notable pay-per-view location <laughs> news. Notable pay-per-view notable. location news. Let, let me tell you, there will be a lot of people that will be interested in this pay-per-view location. Um, just just depending on what it, just based on what the pay-per-view is. But I don't want anybody to scoop me. So FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe. Uh, I hopped on Alex and Kate's Sour Graps episode last night. I've given them the green light to just go live whenever. I'll be going live more often as well. Today I threw in a breaking news podcast. So check it out. Lots of good stuff. Uh, Got some impact return news this week in addition to some other stuff. But AEW video game uh, news tomorrow, I believe. So check it out. You can also invest in us. By donating Super Chats and Humper Chats. If you go, what in the heck is a Humper Chat? Well, that's our Streamlabs PayPal platform. Humperchats.com. You can leave uh, your question or statement before we go on the air. Kind of like Nerd Drew did, who says, who needs a step host anyway? Not us. Not us. And Greg House says, uh, been ill, so only got to watch last week's show. Sent a number of chats, but if you got missed... Is AEW missing Ruby? By the way, sorry about that. We'll make sure that uh, that our moderator gets those in the future. Is AEW misusing Ruby? Uh, I think they could absolutely use her better, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> misusing a lot of people, I think. But it's one of those days where she was so white hot yeah. on the debut. And then it was like in like three weeks, it was like, ah, okay, Ruby's back and she's gotten beat. And now we're not seeing her on TV anymore. It was very quick. It was unusually quick. Yeah. The, the, the realization that it was not Brit's time to lose the title set in pretty quickly. Yeah. And I know that, and it's probably in retrospect, probably a good decision that they established the TBS title because Jade Cargill is a hit for them. Like that is, that has proven to be good, but that came at the compromise of not doing women's tag team titles, which has affected some other people. Um, I hope at one point they can get there, but every set of women's tag titles that have been established in the States thus far have been snake bitten. Mm-hmm. I mean, impact just lost like one of the prime reasons to have 
knockouts tag titles. They've got one or two or three teams at any given time. WWE main roster has them. The NXT ones getting set were like the the biggest death blow to the main roster set of titles. Uh, I, I've yet to see a set that are booked effectively and and properly. Well, we had we had almost tag titles in AEW with those medals for the tournament. I w- was yeah. certain those were going to become de facto titles in some way, and then Ivelisse gets fired. And so yeah. then, but I, th- I think more than that is that they're not presenting a lot of women well right now in the vignettes that are supposed to get them over. It, it's, it's the promos that are going to get you over. And while the, like the Ruby riot taped promos are fantastic. Like whenever they've done a video package type thing with her, she's been awesome in it. The problem is these things like what they've been doing every week with Tony storm and Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and stuff, which are, middling comedy skits for lack of a better term and referring to catering. And if I could get every reference to catering gone from professional wrestling, I would because it's more talking about the office politics of wrestling than the actual show. It's, it's a little too breaking the fourth wall for me and it never helps in any way. He also asked if WWE asked Ali to do something and he said, no, is he in breach? No. Uh, Like he's not in breach for turning down creative. Uh, would Rhea versus Hader be an all-time great? It it could be. It could be a good Haas battle. I, I would be excited about that. Nerd Guru says, not trying to fantasy book anything, but Roddy's one of the missing pieces of the elite puzzle. Kenny comes back, takes the takes the bucks back from Cole, and the elite could get back Hangman on their side and enter Roddy. UE versus elite, blood and guts. I mean, yeah, it quite literally is the Wednesday night war having a bow put on it, so to speak. Like Tony Khan even said at a scrum, he was like, Adam Cole was my nightmare. Like if they put him in a segment against us, it it was tough. It was hard. Um, this and wrestling history is AEW history, which I appreciate, but there's absolutely a spot for Roddy Strong in AEW. And I think that's probably the primary reason why WWE doesn't want to let him go. True. And you have other possibilities too. You could always do the Mount Rushmore 2.0 if you wanted to mm-hmm. with Cole, Roddy, and the Bucks if you wanted to do that mm-hmm. kind of switch up there. But, you know, I, I think they're going to go for the mean. I think I think it's going to be what we expect it to be, I suppose. Because I always thought it would be kind of interesting, you know, to to kind of swerve everybody and get, get Kenny and Red Dragon against Cole and the Bucks. I thought that would have been a much more thing. But everybody wants what they want, and I understand that. So I think, yeah, it'll be cool. And I think... That that popper when Roddy comes out will be awesome if he just does a run in and ruins it for somebody. Make sure to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, guys. I have that news a ton behind it. Uh, what what I heard from WWE sources about it, and uh, sort of some reasoning, some things that that were pitched to Roddy Strong that maybe he passed on, and some things that were I don't want to say promised but implied last year. I mean, it was just last June I think I that I got that I reported. Yeah, WWE wants to put some juice into this cruiserweight title. That didn't work out. That didn't work out at all. But uh, I I went into detail on a 20-minute breaking news podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Leave a thumbs up on this video, though. Let's talk Monday Night Raw. Right before this show, the only thing on the preview was the Bloodline Takeover. And... (laughs) They did. They were there for about 20 minutes. They hit the bricks, Jeff. Um, 15 of that was the entrance. <laughs> that was the entrance. Uh, RK Bro slide in, hit some RKOs. Drew McIntyre. Uh, 
comes out and looks imposing. So I've I've got a problem with the booking of this for Backlash. They yeah. they schedule first off, they put both titles on Roman Reigns, and I knew they were going to do this. This was, I think this was the concern I raised on our WrestleMania post show. I said, here is my concern <laughs> that they put both titles on one guy and they minimize the stakes. Yes. And that's exactly what they did. They've, they've got so few things that are important on this show now and a whole bunch of WrestleMania retread. I get it. The name is WrestleMania Backlash. But Jeff, I got people that are so brainwashed and in my mention saying, oh, well, you want to save it for a bigger show. What the hell have we gotten to, Jeff? <laughs> We have, keep in mind, a billion-dollar TV show mm-hmm. right now that traditionally was used to sell pay-per-views. Now, I got people telling me the pay-per-views are being used to sell, sell bigger pay-per-views down the line just because Nick Khan is a smart guy. And he says, you know what? If we say we're doing a stadium, we might just be able to sell it out on the fact that we're doing a stadium. And you know what? They've done pretty good about that so far. But... Save it for save it for what? And back in my day, Jeff, you were doing Rock Austin too. You were doing Benoit HBK Triple H too. You were you want to get back to what? my day where it was the Bash and the and Starcade, and that was it. Those were the big <gasps> shows you had. Um, August or April April pay per views, which this effectively is this this serves as their first WrestleMania post WrestleMania pay per view. We're talking Shawn Michaels Diesel, good yeah. friends, better enemies. Mm-hmm. For the love of God. Oh, why are people sitting here saying, well, you know, you got to save it for. Yeah, it, 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 they've gotten brainwashed by the number of uh, big pay-per-views because the pay-per-views don't matter all that much anymore, to be honest with you. And I liked this when the tag team unification was there because at least there were stakes that mattered to me. And this bloodline story hasn't progressed in almost a year. I mean, it's just been them coming. Like, here's the thing is they have power, but they never make use of this power to to solidify their position and take more power. It's just uh, the bloodlines here. They got titles. There you go. Here's your props. Sky Sin says bigger show. They booked the show. Exactly. They make they, it is as important as they tell you it is. Here's the other it's issue. Scripted. They, I think they can't decide who's going to beat Roman. I really think sure. they're having a problem right now. And so they can't build that feud with any amount of heat. So we're doing this kind of stalling and doing things a little bit half-assed type of approach. Now, and, oh, go and, ahead. I mean, I could see Drew taking the title. But I got people saying, oh, well, Drew versus Tyson Fury. Guys, Tyson Fury's an undefeated boxer. He's not losing that match. He's not losing a match. No, no. He's not going to lose a pro wrestling match. He's not going to do that. No way. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. J.W. Pringle says this was a go-home show. Oh, yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. It was a go-home show where they really didn't go home all that much. They didn't give you the hard sell at all. This was... so so like, And people will say, oh, well, it's been like this for... No, it hasn't. That I will I will never share your apathy for how little things matter. I want things to matter as much as possible. Again, billion dollar TV deal. I would be making things matter as much as possible. I'd be making that damn 24-7 title mean something or at least be entertaining along the way. Like 
I, 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 I can't for the life of me understand it. <laughs> let me, let me talk a little bit about this segment too, because it tries me to Corey Graves comes out and goes, the forecast calls for bedlam. Now, look, Sean, <laughs> Sean, I was a writer for a number of years. I wrote actual television and things like that. I'm, I'm, I was a fairly good comedy writer also back but, in my uh, day. The, the, the proper line is the forecast calls for pain. Why? Because pain rhymes with rain, and that's what you forecast. <laughs> well, pardon me, but were you a meteorologist? <laughs> no. No, I wasn't. Uh, in L.A., all the meteorologists are like hot <laughs> chicks who can't get acting gigs. So it's, you it, you know, it doesn't. I loved the RKO spot. I did. I loved it. But then, <laughs> then Byron Saxon puts the button on the segment by going. They're plugging. They they said, man, it's gonna. If you can't, if this was chaos, just imagine the chaos that's gonna happen at WrestleMania Backlash. Oh, it's a God. standard <laughs> six man tag. With no stipulation. It's not this, a tornado match. It's not a pins count anywhere. Falls count anywhere. Sorry, You know what whatever. this belongs on? It belongs on Saturday night's main event. That's what it belongs yeah. on. Yeah. Or or the go-home show. This is a go-home show match. This, if I ever heard one. Yes. This is a go-home show match. That's what it is. With no stakes. You're going to tell me that not only... Is, is it a good idea for Roman Reigns to, to not defend it? The, they're saying, well, it makes it more special. The guy never wrestles on TV. It's already special when he wrestles. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Yeah. Uh, Tom says, have Drew beat Roman at Money in the Bank or Survivor Series and Gunther versus Drew at the UK pay-per-view. I don't hate that idea at all. I like it an awful yeah. lot. I wish more people would send in great ideas like this because you all aren't super chatting about Raw. That much I know about. But I love Gunther and Drew at the UK pay-per-view. And like Drew wins it at some point and um, Reigns even I, I would love Reigns to want an opportunity at it back. And Gunther's like, no, it's mine. Create a little friction there too. give me as many variables as possible. But uh, I like having multiple people who have a claim to the title. That's how you get good elimination chambers and things like that. I mean, I, I still think Tyson Fury and Drew are somehow involved in the, at that thing. Uh, maybe too. maybe Tyson Fury comes out, knocks out Drew, and then they do. Because, <laughs> oh, you think... know, Tyson Fury loves the Saudi money. So, <laughs> Yeah, I could see Drew and Tyson Fury having a wrestling match, it going to a draw or a yeah. double DQ, and then they team up in Saudi. Ooh. That's what I think could happen. On this show, by the way, we start out with the uh, – whole vignette here for a six-man tag we then go into a backstage sketch plugging a six-man tag that goes into a six-man tag that then bleeds into a vignette to, to set up a six-woman tag <laughs> this yeah. whole first hour was lazy as hell <laughs> yes it was so backstage you got ezekiel and the street prophets ezekiel <laughs> sitting sideways before his match. Um, this was our right. Kevin Owens just makes all this tolerable to me. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are the best uh, exasperated comedic straight men in wrestling right now. Seth is very good as well, but Kevin Owens playing Frank Grimes of the WWE and just being <laughs> exasperated by that. People don't see that this is Ezekiel. Now I, I have a question for you. Number one, Ezekiel looks like uh Looks like uh, 
Elias's older brother, I think. Um, if, yes. if the rumors are true that they changed his look because he looked too much like Randy Savage. What I heard. I heard he showed up in his trunks and they had like stars on him and he got some reference photos taken. And Vince said, you look too much like Randy Savage. I don't know if he said you, but he said he looks too much like Randy Savage. That was it for his beard. So, so we get the Ultimate Warrior cosplay instead, and so, he doesn't have the charisma. To pull, he's the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> he's hold on. He should he should be the he's ultimate. Shake a rope like this. Uh, his yeah, gimmick should be I'm the Ultimate Warrior, and he should like be cutting a promo and Warrior, <laughs> and 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 be like, the stars and the moon align, and I think I left my toaster on at home. Ultimate snorier. He goes narcoleptic in the middle of a match. Oh man. Uh <laughs> JK Schwal says, My God, Jeff Hawkins rules. Well, there you go. There we go. Um Kevin Owens is great. Kevin Owens is wonderful. I love this. Yes. But Ezekiel already eaten the L's, which I mean, who cares, right? I don't give a damn if he's if he's taking losses, but I you know what he really needs to work on. And this is something that was pointed out to me, and now I can't unsee it is it's not that he's a bad wrestler. It's that he doesn't have all the intangibles of a baby face when he's not in the ring. Yeah. And I was watching him on the outside, you know, his, his firing up the crowd is just kind of like this a little bit, just kind of doing a come on over and come on my side guys. Yeah. He, compare that with say Oscar, who's always on no matter what, jumping up and down on the apron, cheering on whoever's in there. Just a little bit more of the performance side, but I'm telling you that this this story overall, because of Kevin Owens, is getting over. I think to yeah. people who like to be entertained. Like if if this were 2004, 2005, and Ezekiel Elias is the type of guy that they love to have back then. He's better than Luther Reigns. He's better than Kenzo was. He's better yes. than Rene Dupree or Savan Grenier or the Bastions. Yeah, better than Heidenreich <laughs> and and. Uh, Better than they allowed, like, Simon Dean to be when he was there. He um, looks great. I mean, he's yes. in great shape. And that's, that's what wasn't coming through in, in, like, the jeans and the in the Elias gear. But this is just, this is, this is like, <laughs> this is like getting a knockoff copy of something. It's like, hey, I got you. <laughs> I'm going to go to McDonald's. We have McDonald's at home. I want an ultimate warrior. We have an ultimate warrior at home. And it's Ezekiel. Uh, Owens costing Ezekiel the match works. Yes. The finish with this and the, the finish of the main event were a little too similar yes. for me in that sense. But we'll talk about that one later. Chad Gable was very good in this match. Too. Oh, he's, he's good in general. Like yes. his part of the lie detector was amazing yes. like it was so good and the shush um, thing is helping him even though we people like us find it annoying it's helping him with the audience yes yes because when you're there live yes. i always say this about baron corbin when you're at home you're like ah i don't get it but then when you hear that that go away heat at home translates into actual heat in the venue sometimes and i can get why vince is behind that curtain going ah that's my guy right there ah but <laughs> Terry Allen Jr. says, very soon Roman Reigns will become stale. I mean, Roman's reign, uh, he says. You could argue it, it is already, it is, but yeah. um, at this point, I don't think you beat him 
especially for the universal title. Nope. He holds that universal title until you know the person to take it off of him. The person. Um, that's it. Raphael says, for now, WWE go-home shows are called the stay-home or go out and don't watch shows. Well, uh, if you guys want something more entertaining, uh, myself and Julie Cutler will be here on Tuesday afternoon making WWE WrestleMania Backlash predictions. Myself and Denise will be here Sunday talking about the show. WrestleMania Run It Backlash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Veer came again all over... Burke Hansen. Uh, I I have been told by Luis that he was actually one of Bobby Lashley's sisters in 2018. Okay. So glad to see they're doing good. Um, he and Max Caster doing great. I don't want to assume that the gender that <laughs> on this, but they had Burke cut this promo. Burke. I, was it Bert or Burke? It was Bert. Bert. Okay. That, that's on Luis. That's on Luis. It's Bert, not Burke. He might be right. I, I thought it was Burke. Who gives a shit? I agree. Who gives a shit? Uh, but either way, he's talking about the, the barbecue joint up the street in Greensboro. What do, what do you think? I'm fine with this because this is so musty and old and it works. I think squash matches work. I love now, it. Yeah. Now, I don't like the pomp and circumstance of bringing the guy in and just for the cheap hometown pop of naming Greensboro and then yes. getting killed. But I like squash matches overall. I think they work. I think if you do them for a number of weeks, they work. If you continue to build, they work. All I want really in my wrestling shows on TV for the build to quote unquote, big pay-per-view events. And someone said, Oh, don't ask Jeff about back in his day. Cause he's old, but it worked back then is squash matches and talking smack that's all i really want out of my wrestling and and for guys to get mad at each other and to have feuds it, it's not a hard thing but it isn't i like veer i like veer a lot i just don't they give him a move called the million dollar arm and they never explain the million dollar arm story which and is that's so, the thing that's just, the first story you tell with him yes it i've said this before he had very little direction in life. He got baseball yeah. thrown at him. Yes. And then he had, oh my God, not only that, he was pretty good at baseball too. Pretty good at baseball, all things considered. Had that taken away from him. And now he's not going to let this slip through his fingers. But like like Seahawk had said once, they got him acting like he's out of land of the lost. And they they plucked him out of like Jurassic times or something. Like what, what the hell are we talking about here? I think he really needs a second. I, yeah. I do. And and not not necessarily a character second, but someone who's a little bit more uh, straight ahead, kind of. Because I, d I really don't want to play into the racist angles of this. And I don't know if That's, I really want him to like a Jinder Mahal type, but, mm -hmm. you know, something, I mean, somebody to speak for him. Man, there's a story to be told there. He was, and I mean this, pretty good as a minor league baseball yes. player. Like, he was pretty good. And he got hurt. And things didn't work out. And he took like two or three years off, came back and had a successful outing a few years later. And he just had that taken away from him. Like there's a story to be told there. And they don't tell that. Yes. They don't tell the stories you want them to tell because they think, they think, oh, that'll, that'll be heat on us. Or that's too easy. People will like him too. Or those, 
or oh he's self-made in another they'll tell us on on nxt about lash legends women's basketball career or that she played women's basketball but i gotta hear about them being great at other shit besides wrestling (laughs) exactly but they won't say that the guy was great at baseball when that's how he even got on the wwe's radar I'd love to hear him be great about wrestling. That's what I would personally love. I would love them to go, man, he's a great wrestler. They can't do that, though. No. He's a great entertainer of sports. Punk Rock Show says, great to see Jimmy Van. (laughs) That's our ass. My mistake. Got duped. If I had his bank account, I'd be happier at that joke. You and me both, bud. (laughs) Nerd Guru says, WrestleMania rehash. Trademark Alex Palowski. That's a good joke. Ryan says, Jeff, your appearances are special like Goldberg, but you're good at your job and there's never a risk for severe injury when you're on screen. There's a risk of injury to me. You all didn't screen. see Sister Laquisha. <laughs> oh, Sister Laquisha. Uh, I put a I put a blanket over myself with a lantern. <laughs> I had props. Things were falling all over the place. This is why uh, I don't do prop comedy anymore on these shows, except for the Ultimate Warrior bit I just did. We have the AJ Styles interview. <laughs> And he says, oh, you know what? Damian Priest causes me an awful lot of trouble, so let's let's do a match. Let's do me versus Damian Priest. And if he loses, he can't be ringside at Backlash. Well, he does lose, and it was a very fun match, I thought. Damian Priest is out there working every single week, and he's doing something new every single week. He went for this ripcord wheel kick, which I didn't even know was a thing physically most people or anybody could do, much less a guy his size. It didn't hit, but one day I want to see it hit. He's always adding, switching up. I always love seeing something I haven't seen before in wrestling. It's a shame that Damian Priest is involved in such a dog shit storyline. And I don't know. The thing is, I believe Edge is so smart that maybe, and I'm probably giving him too much credit, maybe the promos are dog shit by design? No. You don't think so? No. Because he's out there doing the the lowest common denominator stuff. He's and I doing don't want... cheap. He's doing Miz promos, but with more yes. community theater panache to it, to be honest with you. And the funniest thing to me about this whole promo is that he's from Asheville, North Carolina. He's and you right got up the street you, from Greensboro. You've got two of the naturally coolest guys mm-hmm. in in WWE in there like talking about toothless hillbillies yeah. and all that stuff. And I'm like, that that is Miz fodder. And over on AEW, it's MJF fodder because he's allowed to take that and say, "Oh yeah, you're you're incest and all that stuff too." Like he can he can he takes add it to another to level. It. Yes, he, he can take it to, it to a another cooler level. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the name Judgment Day? I think if I hadn't heard it associated with like WWE pay per views for so long, I'd probably be like, "All right." Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies ever. Let me okay, that's from '92, and this is in the same general uh, neighborhood. What if they had named themselves Judgment Night, and <laughs> after the coolest soundtrack of 1993, man, maybe you know get what? Some rights to that soundtrack. I I like the idea of them calling themselves Judgment Night a little bit better. Yeah. It's a, it's familiar, but different. You know what I mean? It's dark. They like coming out to the darkness and stuff like that. Yeah, I was just thinking, man, call themselves Judgment Day. But, you know, everything about this is so dark. Just call themselves Judgment Night. Uh, I, I love this match. AJ yeah. busting out the, the, the rack bomb on Priest. Man, that guy, 
What a, what a hoss AJ is. Like when Vince looked for his pit bull for years, he really did just like happen upon AJ and he's like, God damn, I, 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 I bet Vince wishes he threw a ton of money at AJ Styles a lot sooner. AJ is, how, how tall you figure AJ is? Probably 5'9", five, 5'9". Nine, five, five, nine guy throwing around a guy who's about, what, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, yeah. like that? That's just amazing. He is uh, always impressive. Always impressive. So after this, you know, the natural beatdown happens, and we got Finn Balor. Uh-oh. Bloop. Bloop. Listen, I'm a sucker for Bullet Club. I am. I don't care. I've got this... this unrealistic optimism jeff that one day there's going to be a neat little bow put on all this uh-huh. <laughs> and that we're going to get like something adam cole says well if it were up to me pal we'd all just get along and be the greatest faction of all time <laughs> i love that answer it was so funny um and then i'll ask i'll ask uh gallows and anderson on camera will that ever happen and he's like they'll be like not as long as finney is a mark Stuff like that. <laughs> Not as long as AJ's taking millions of dollars yeah. instead of playing for the love of the game. Stuff yeah. like that. I love it. Um, but there's nothing else to do with 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 Finn. I mean, he, they had that yeah. big comeback of his, and they beat him, and they beat him, and they beat him again. Give me, give me these two as the club. I'm sure. okay with it. I'd like sure. it. Yeah, I, I I'd be okay with that too. And it also might, you know, AJ's had nothing to do on promos. Since, since since turning face, so yeah, it might it might give both of them something to do and something to play off of their shared history. And they've teased it; <laughs> they teased it when the Good Brothers came back, and nobody ever made mention of it. And they they tease it on pay per views and the you know Easter eggs for the nerds and stuff like that. But yeah, pay it off. Why not? Uh, and shout out to Grapsity host Phil Lindsay. Evan says I agree with Phil saying this attempt at a Bullet Club reunion is meaningless. Should have happened years ago. Yes, yes. it should have years yes. ago. It was there on a silver platter. Bullet Club was white hot then. And WWE plucked three of the biggest names away. And you know what? Could have plucked more away had they booked that effectively. And I think that's a lesson they got to learn and apply to Cody. If you want to continue plucking talent away from the New Japans, the AEWs of the world, you better book Cody well or... Just throw so much stupid money that it's worth risking being there six months and getting fired because the money is so obscene. Yeah, I remember there was a pitch for Balor Club at one time, which is him, uh, uh, Corbin, yeah. Corbin and Samoa Joe yeah. as, as that during in their NXT run. And then when when AJ and, and the Good Brothers were brought in, it's like, oh, there might be a feud there if that ever comes to fruition. That was always kind of an idea, but. You know, WWE doesn't like using uh, intellectual property that has been built in other federations. Yeah. So, I mean, because there was when, when, even when beloved horsemen jumped, they were, oh, we can make the horsemen in WWF. Nope, that's not ever going to happen. So, yeah, we'll see what they call themselves. <laughs> like Les Boulet Club or something. Oh, like that. man. I, I used to like really, really want Reform Shield. You know, you've mm-hmm. got the club there. Mm-hmm. You've got Undisputed Era there. I wanted Samoa Joe to be leading AOP. Okay. And that, that to be a thing, which I, you know, I guess could still happen. You like stable wars. You like... Uh... Oh, I love a good stable war, man. <laughs> I love them. Uh, KE775 says, think Ciampa joins Edge on Sunday. 
Perhaps. I mean, they got him working heel tonight and baby face on main event. More <laughs> on that on FightfulSelect.com. But speaking of, Miz TV with Mustafa Ali. His mic didn't work. Do you think this made him look unnecessarily dorky? The way he reacted to it made him look unnecessarily dorky. Okay. Like he continues to try and talk in a microphone he knows isn't working and hopes that it will work. He doesn't just like, punch out Miz when he's insulting him. He just stands there and takes it like a dope. Like at the, after the first reaction from Miz, you say, okay, the mic doesn't work because you made sure it doesn't work. Not, yeah. is this thing on? Let me, Scott. yeah, let me borrow your mic or something yeah. like that. As, instead of he's holding the same prop we'll just and trying to talk into it. Take it. Yes. Take it. People are saying our ammo army pellet pals. <laughs> pellet pals is fantastic. That's great. That's great. So uh, they, they've got these okay, lines right. between Miz and Ali. And yes. <laughs> they're a little uh, weighted, aren't they? Just a yeah, little bit. So I like that they're leaning into the fact that Mustafa Ali asked for his release publicly. I don't got any problem with that. And Mustafa Ali is an artist. He probably doesn't give a shit either. But like Miz is, you know, Miz leans into it super heavy and it's like, okay, but we already heard it twice from you last week. It's not like a big shock that you're bringing it up this week. So when he does the, like the look, like it's a big mic drop moment. I'm like, we've, we heard you say it's not that big of a deal. Talk no, about something there, else. There's a bigger problem here though, Sean. And they, I've, I've talked to you about this and they do this all the time is they get all their complaints about Ali out in the promo and don't give him a chance to respond to it. Also in the veil of remember, in WWE, the company is the baby face. Yes. And the people who actively root against any decision that the company makes are the heels. And people who support people who don't want to work for the company are also heels. And that's what they were getting at here. In this, in this entire segment was that, oh, man, I've always wanted to work here at WWE, blah, 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 blah. You, you're ungrateful. You can't, you know oh, I get what you're doing with this movement and stuff, but you're complaining too much when this is everybody's dream, blah, 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 as seen by Burke earlier, <laughs> you know? So it, it's, it, they always do this. It, they always do these angles of the company is holding a guy down, but really that guy is the malcontent and he needs to be made to love the company. And the company always goes over on the will of the people, always. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. It's it's, it's a formula. Um, but Mustafa Daniel Bryan, the yes movement. Here, here it comes. Go. Yes, yes, yes. He gets the titles. Oh, here comes Hunter to screw him out of the title. We've got Mustafa Ali also getting in the line. The only thing worth complaining about is that you still work here. Like this dialogue just didn't work for me. And like I've seen him do his own promos. He told me that when he came up. To WWE, Vince McMahon was like, just do your thing. We'll edit it to what we need it to be, but I trust your vision. That does not happen with no. Vince McMahon. No. So I don't know what kind of impression that he made early on to make Vince McMahon go, nah, I trust you, man. Let's let's get you over the with these. The vignettes were fantastic. They were amazing. Uh, I like the one that he tweeted. That So it's so funny because people are like, oh, well, the thing that Vince must have pitched must have been too much like Muhammad Hassan or something. No, I thought the thing that Mustafa Ali tweeted was like, if the Muhammad Hassan thing was done in like a more tasteful 
type of approach. The 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 new America, the the face you're, you're sort of looking yourself in the mirror type of thing, like forcing Americans to confront a lot of the things. Muhammad Hassan actually said it to me. We despise the traits that we often see in ourselves. Yes. Like that's what I saw out of that. So I wonder what the hell Vince pitched. I think it was something similar from what the indications Probably. I got. I mean, yeah. not 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 word for word, and not you know giving into the more terrorist type of things necessarily, but but in terms of the uh, you know America's a melting pot type of thing, but really it's kind of a facade underneath. I can I can ask them more. I never really dug into it, but the indications I got was it's something very yeah. similar. Well. Austin Theory, well, now it's just Theory came out. We ended up getting a handicap match, and shocker, they beat him. They should beat him. It's a two-on-one match. If they didn't beat him, I think that would be wrong. Um, I've got no problem with guy who was WWE champion last year and guy who is U.S. champion right now beating Mustafa Ali. If this were the other way around, like if he beat both of them, I would need a creative reason as to why these two absolutely should be able to beat one guy. Yes. And without cheating. Yes. <laughs> That's a weird thing, but yeah, I'm hoping that uh, Ezekiel eventually becomes Theory's older brother, educated guess. I think that'd be a nice touch, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the match was good for what it was. It was, you know, and we expected that's how it would end. I just, it's, Okay, so two guys beat up Ali, and then the third guy comes out to beat him up, I guess. I just, it's, it's like, okay, what is Ali going to get out of this? Well, he gets some screen time, and Vince gets to get out his rage against a, against an insubordinate employee, and you're just like, how come, does, does Ali have any friends in the back? I guess they fired up most of Retribution, so I don't think any of them yeah. could come save him. Well, why isn't T? Well, I guess T Bar doesn't like him anymore. T Bar doesn't him. like him, and yeah. Mace has become a model. <laughs> They've oh, all moved man. on with their lives. The band's over now, man. We were a cool rock band, but we grew up, man. We got married, and here you are, still loving the music. Guys, reminder: get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We are cash poor tonight. You all don't want to talk about raw. So Storm and Norman says, am I early or blurry for listing your boy? Here for Fightful and Juicy for Dynamite in Baltimore. They only give money to Denise. That's That's they do. <laughs> Will it be an ROH invasion this Wednesday? I doubt it. I doubt it, friend. No. Nope. I don't expect that at all. Let me ask uh, you this, since we're on this subject. Do you think the ROH stuff is, is taking attention away from AEW and it's becoming a bit of a distraction? As of now, no. I think it's I think it's just adding some stakes in the interim until they figure out what the hell they're going to do with the brand. I think it's becoming like uh, a long, long time ago where it's like everybody had a belt, and it's like it, now it's confusing. Even even the uh, announcers who are announcing, oh, FTR tag team champions. No, they're not your tag team champions. They're yes. two other promotions tag team champions. So. It's gotten a little title heavy with all the ROH stuff. I think. You know what? That's a fair, fair argument. And, but I mean, we have not been in a situation where things are this open in like a long ass time. So, yeah. And AW has been exceptional lately about everything has stakes. Everything is like a qualifier or a tournament match or a top contender match or a title match. And AEW is already really good with that because their wins and losses matter. Like losing on that show 
put you yes. down the line, which, hey, if any other show did that, it would probably make me more invested. Speaking of, guys, Deanna Perrazzo makes her AEW debut this week. I interviewed her in person in Cincinnati. That drops on Tuesday. Podcast platforms everywhere and YouTube.com slash Fightful. I also interviewed Moose, who told me that he once met Adam Pacman Jones and wanted to punch him in the face the entire time. Uh, also this week, we have not filmed it, so I hesitate to even advertise it, but uh, I'm interviewing the recently released Persia. Nice. From NXT 2.0. I usually don't reach out to people and ask them for interviews, but she uh, actually hit us up, said, I'd love to do an interview with you. And I said, thank you for not making me feel like a fucking vulture. Let's do it. <laughs> so we're doing that interview this week. Too soon, Sean Ross Sam. How dare you? How dare you? And she's in pain right now. I, I waited like a month for Buddy Murphy and just like nobody interviewed him. And I was just like, hey, man you want to do an interview? And he's like, yeah, man, I'd love to. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Okay, cool. Collins on the rock says, thank you for re reviewing the show. So I don't have to stay awake for the West coast showing bullet club and WWE would have been modern NWO and WCW. Yes. Except they probably wouldn't have won. They would have, they would have started <laughs> to add people to it. Like, <laughs> no, they would have done the whole thing that they always do. Where it's like, we're here to cause chaos. We're here to take over. Yeah. And nobody ever causes chaos or takes over. <laughs> the funny, the funniest part about retribution was when they threw a cinder block through a window and it broke <laughs> and then they threw another one through the same window. I love it. And, and like, man, after I saw the brawn push, like, but you better do better at causing some chaos. He was yeah. flipping over ambulances and throwing Roman Reigns off of loading docks and I shit. See announcers get punched. I want to see yeah. rings get ripped off. Come on. Yeah, definitely. George says, for Jeff, always tune in when you're on UNSRS, make the perfect, making this raw discussion entertaining is a perfect example of making chicken salad out of chicken shit. You got to you know what? They, some of this stuff. <laughs> regardless of what they, they feed us, we got to eat it, whether yeah. it's chicken shit or not. Uh, but Nikki A.S.H. versus Dana Brooke. <laughs> so this, this got some of the most segments and time of anything we got the backstage interactions reggie and dana having some issues you got the 24 7 crew there you get the match dana wins i'm just happy to see nikki doing anything there's a lot to dissect in this this branched off a lot of different ways yeah very very few of them any good but some of them promising our truth is a divorce lawyer. I am here for Jeff. I need a I need a courtroom scene. I need him to be wearing that. I love that he's wearing a tie and no shirt. Yes. I don't know why. I just find that funny. Um, yes. <laughs> I love that Corey's the one saying you better have had a prenup. Yes. Uh, that was a little too on the nose for me. Um, look, I don't mind a little bit of hilarity and uh and funny in my wrestling and stuff like that. I love Toru Yano. My problem is with the 24 seven stuff, we already have lighthearted stuff with like Kevin Owens and the alpha Academy and things like that. So it doesn't provide a necessarily break into something different into comedy. But um, I think a lot of these people have very good. I think Tamina has some of the best reactions in comedy in terms of wrestling. I think Tazawa is making chicken salad out of, out of it all. I think Reggie is super cool. 
So I like most of these people that are in these segments. And I think, I think Dana is always game. I think the thing that people have never really given Dana Brooke enough credit for, she's game for anything. And she's pretty good. Carmella has always been like that. And Carmella too. too. Carmella is fantastic. I mean, she, she told me uh, one time that she doesn't ever look at any creative, like it's a bad thing. She looks at it as how can I make the best of this and show them that if they give me something good, I'll knock that out of the park too. And it's, it's and I'll tell you something, it's harder for pretty women to do comedy. Yeah. It really is because people don't take them seriously. So Nikki uh, doesn't get the win over Dana backstage. She's sulking and do drops like, all right, you ready to get serious? And she's like, yeah, I am. Thank I, God. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this team. They needed a new team. So they'll they'll be title challengers within the month because what a, who else right who else I have a concern. Okay, I think this might be one of those teams that is super serious for a week, and then they play into the big girl small girl stuff. Oh God. Isn't that wacky? And becomes almost hurricane. If there's a possibility, this becomes Hurricane and Rosie Part Two. That that's what yeah. frightens me to death. And as I snarkily told one Joel Pearl, who is in the chat here, hey, wouldn't be a bad little 90-day run before the next thing of cuts either. But um, I like them as a team. I like both performers. Uh, And I think the superhero idea was good for Nikki A.S.H. I think it never got over as it probably should have because it was a derivative of other things that were better that people remembered. The supervillain thing never worked for her because she's just too damn likable. Yeah, and she's if, very likable. Yes. And so I think hers a heel is one of my favorite interviews. Like there, I can count on one hand the number of people I'll interview in character. I'll interview heel Nikki ASH in character all okay. day. She was so fun, but she doesn't get to be that on TV. So crazy Nikki was always fun for me. Like, uh, yeah. Um, sanity is one sanity of the most underrated Nikki. one of the most underrated entrances i've ever yes. seen in my life with the helicopter sound effects over top and the and, lights and, and her usage as she wouldn't be wrestling in it in it for a lot of times but she'd get involved in like any six man they were in as just kind yeah. of a crazy person i thought she was great love her as a performer love dewdrop as a performer um boy does she need a program because she's had the one serious program with becky but the stuff with Ava Marie died as we we said it would. So I mean, I'm I'm happy to see this. I wouldn't be shocked to also if these two form an alliance with Becky Lynch in some way. I would way. love that. I would love that. I think that'd be great. Uh KE775 says, I think Nikki and Dewdrop need Alba Fry, Kaylee Same Ray. That thinking. would be great too. Same kind of thinking. Yeah. Storm and Norm says, what will it cost to get our truth involved at Denise's wedding? I know she doesn't want it, so let's make it happen. <laughs> I would imagine she wants as little to do with wrestling as possible. Uh, at the uh, moment, the priest says, there's anyone here who has any <laughs> objection. Yana! <Yeah, I> <laughs> <laughs> and Denise goes, oh my God, all my nightmares. <laughs> all my nightmares and years of doing wrestling stuff have come to... Uh, Denise is too moment. good for wrestling. We're gonna lose her one day. She's too. She really is too good for wrestling. Board. I, dude on the three, other hand, I'm not. I'm no, neither. 
hell I picked wrestling. I want to be here. I want to be in this shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Board Dude 360 says, watching in delay. However, here's some bucks to get the step host some makeup because Denise is looking rough tonight. Thanks for watching her outside. I don't have to. Yeah. Next time I'm coming on with makeup, and that'll be frightening for all you assholes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Seth, <laughs> Seth Rollins Appreciation Night. Nerd Guru says, I presume this Cody-Seth feud will be a trilogy finishing inside Hell in a Cell in June, but it'd be a damn shame if not one time in this feud was Mox mentioned. They've done it before, and now you've got the guy who recruited Mox to AEW. Come on. Um, I think WWE recruited Mox to AEW, but I think that's what happened. I think are, are you telling me that coming out with ketchup and mustard and <laughs> yeah, and prop as we call them prop comic Dean Ambrose wasn't enough for him to want to leave that crap hole? I mean, go and, go watch go watch the Moxley Tom Lawler match from Defy this this past weekend. It is a bloodbath. It is rough and tumble. It is awesome. I said, hose me, and that is a rarity. I loved it. That is what he wants to be doing. Yeah. Scoot says, even SRS didn't realize he called her fry instead of fire. Buddy, I am Ron Burgundy. I read what the Super Chat says right there. probably read neighbor. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, before too long. So this probably does extend to Hell in a Cell. It's just... I don't believe it's necessary to be in the cell. Like I bought the the pop-up. Here you are at WrestleMania. You're surprised. You get the win. I buy Seth Rollins saying, show me the same courtesy of preparation that you got. And Cody going, I'm a baby face. Of course I will. Now, Cody, like Seth is starting to make it a little more personal by bringing up Dusty. Mm-hmm. And we know where that leads. It leads to the, the tears and the, looks from Cody where he gets emotional about his family. Um, I would love to, to hear Seth Rollins say that Goldust couldn't hack it in WWE like six times, like things like that, because Dustin's a pro and Dustin knows if it's good for the angle, it's good for him. Um, I, but you're going to need to add something real good to this. If you want me to think that it should be there, at Hell in a Cell, because right now I got Cody making fun of Seth's suits yeah. and a casual Dusty reference for somebody that we know liked Dusty a lot. Uh, again, I, I wish they would I wish they would tap into Cody's instincts here, because I think Cody had some of the best instincts in AEW when it came to building a feud with some heat at some times. I know a lot of people aren't going to like to hear this, but I think Cody Rhodes is doing a fantastic job. You too. So far coming in here. And I think it was probably the right decision for him now that I've watched him for a few weeks. I think he chews scenery at the appropriate times to make Vince happy. Um, <laughs> but I think also his natural predilection to chewing scenery at times, you know, the the emotional stuff with the dance stuff. Yeah, I want to I want hell in the cell, make hell in the cell violent again, make it mean something again, as opposed to hey, it's this month, it's time to have hell in the cell. And I think this would be the feud to do it. And the way you have to do it is Seth has to drop the the snidely whiplash (laughs) kind of thing and get evil on Cody. And Cody has to respond in kind where the only way you can have a, a solution for this is in hell in the cell. And I think if, if they wanted to turn off the, we don't want 
We don't want anger to make people uncomfortable instinct that they have and did it for this one build. I think it would do wonders for the product. I do too. I think that's the the route to go. I, I've got to see some more emotion out of this. I got to see some yes. more desperation. Any emotion. And- any emotion as opposed to just doing the expositions talk. Yeah. I like this. This is all right. But again, if this is going to carry over into, uh, into hell in a cell, I'm going to need, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need something more. Bobby Lashley, Cedric Alexander, Cedric approaches MVP backstage. And he's like, Hey, it's just me. It's not Shelton. I want to prove that that we can do business, et cetera, et cetera. Got a match with Bobby Lashley. Every every few months they dip back into this um, hurt business thing. Just let it die or not. It's almost an F you for liking it in the first place. That's what kills me about it. Although it's good for Cedric to get on TV. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Well, he got his ass whipped real bad. Of course he did. <laughs> real bad. Um, I, I will forever love that ring post spot. Like it was, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, but he got his ass whipped bad and Bobby Lashley <laughs> probably should be whipping ass. Yeah. Would you, would, any thoughts on this match? <laughs> no, because it was what it was. I mean, it, it's, it's Bobby. I mean, why do we need Omos and MVP out there? Really? Yeah. I mean, sure. Go send, go look, go send Cedric to do the job. Cedric comes back as a failure and Omos beats his ass again. How about that? You know, that that's easy enough. But instead, it's, a, it's like we have all the players out there and nobody does anything about it. I, I'm not big on the baby face Bobby Lashley. I gotta be honest. Really? I like heel Bobby Lashley a lot more to be honest with you. And I just think, I think it's ridiculous to watch a giant baby face pummeling a small heel as, as some sort of message or something like that. It, 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 it was just kind of odd. I mean, how, how does fighting Cedric Alexander prepare Bobby Lashley for a match with Omos in any way in logic terms? I mean, <laughs> keep you know, I'm going to warm up. For, I'm going to warm up for this big match with Omos with a guy who's a third of his size. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, it was entertaining to watch, even though I hate to see that happen to Cedric. Yeah. I think I Shelton do. would have been much better to use here, but sure. that's me. RH says, trying to get never over Omos over at the expense of Bobby Lashley is the definition of cutting your nose off to spite your face. Hi, Jeff. He had a little something in the in the promo in terms of, in terms of some personality there. Um, I... I think Satnam is probably a better prospect over in AEW because that guy had personality up the Yazoo on that second showing. Not yeah, not, not the debut, but when he was, you know, at Battle of the Belts when he's choke slamming Jonathan Gresham and he's basketball fire and he's and he's at begging for Joe to come in the ring. I was like, he's better than I thought he was on that first viewing. Almost, I'm I'm waiting for some personality to come out of him. I had said before WrestleMania, the money is knocking him off his feet, slamming him, pinning him. Yes. And and now I I just don't, he's been beat. So I don't know if any of that is, is there necessarily. How has MVP rebuilt him other than just joining him? I don't know. Okay. Have we, have we seen much 
We saw him lose an arm wrestling match, so they didn't build him up there. Why did almost go on like a streak of just killing guys? I mean, he's literally (laughs) not wrestled anybody. Exactly. I don't know. Getting him paid without wrestling, I guess. I mean, that's the dream, is it, though? <laughs> maybe, it is. maybe almost is the perfect wrestler now that we think about it. He comes in, never has to work, does a couple <laughs> vignettes, and goes home. My God. SpongeBob Fan 04 says 24-7 title is a joke. They buried Nikki Cross tonight. Well, I think they're probably they're, they're burying the, the last remnants of the Nikki A.S.H. character and probably moving on to something else. I don't think it should be in a position to do that, but I love the statement. The 24 seven title is a joke. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was serious? (laughs) It should be a joke. It should just be a funny joke. Yes. That's that's the problem is it's, it shouldn't be a sad joke. And there are people that are involved in the 24 seven chase that should be nowhere near it. If you ever want to take them seriously again, I'll tell you what. NordVPN.com slash Fightful is no joke, Jeff Hawkins. Big UFC pay-per-view this weekend. They're pretty expensive. Yes. You can subscribe to overseas services with NordVPN.com slash Fightful and get it at a severely decreased, reduced, declined, lower rate. Not declined, reduced. Reduced, whatever. You're paying less money for it. There you go. Because the NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And you get that threat protection. Blocks online trackers, blocks annoying pop-up ads, and blocks malware, which you won't get on Fightful, but you might at some other pro wrestling websites. NordVPN.com slash Fightful also is the fastest VPN in the world. Works on all your devices, computer, laptop, desktop, uh, tablet, phone, even your router and your TV. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps avoid geo-restrictions. And price discrimination. And let me tell you, you want to save as much money on flights as you possibly can these days. It is very expensive. I looked up tickets for Forbidden Door. Oh, boy. Tell you what it's great for as well. If you use a VPN, you can get Netflix in another country and all of their selections there that you can't get over here. So, yes. There you go. Very good. Well, not only will you be able to get it cheaper, but you'll be able to get like a different selection of uh of shows which is wwe network in canada should you choose you can get wwe network in canada instead of using peacock nordvpn.com slash fightful 70 percent off your plan and an additional month free but if that's not enough for you you get your money back if you don't like it after 30 days Nerdguru says if they didn't fire bivens maybe he would have debuted as the manager of omos instead of malcolm mvp's little brother (laughs) <laughs> there i mean <laughs> i mean they pitched bivens as omos's manager and bivens had no desire to resign with the company yeah, yeah um he did not want to stay there he wanted to leave he gave them their chance last year He's and fantastic presence but hey if you don't want to stay somewhere you're not gonna convince anybody and and why why would he trust them at this point he very clearly wanted out and um that's the i think that's the only reason that he was released is because he didn't resign and the fact that they were trying to resign him a year ahead of his deal expiring shows me that they finally saw something in him as well they know he's gonna end up at roh or aew one yeah. of those two as he should he should yes. be he should be there immediately and Joel he should Wood. be a high profile because he can talk yep <laughs> 
Joel Wood says it's still surreal to me to see Cody uh, in WWE as the AEW Cody. Mm-hmm. Other than Punk and maybe Flair, has any song been used by one wrestler in as many companies as Kingdom has? Versions of pomp and circumstance, so yeah. to speak. But I mean, even like then, they were altered. Um, NWO and a couple, but not really that many. <laughs> There were a lot of bootleg ones, that's for sure. Um, Before copyright stuff became an issue, you'd get you'd, territory to territory, people would, but that's very, very old. Man, I'm trying to think of uh, of one that I, I feel like there's one on the tip of my tongue, but Danielson you know. would fly the Valkyries now, but uh, you know. yeah, yeah, versions of it. We got the main event, Bianca Belair, Liv, Asuka against Rhea, Becky, and Sonya. I adore Becky's reason for disliking Asuka. She handed this woman the keys to the castle. And not only did she fumble those keys, she hit the bricks when Becky was coming back to collect on it. She wasn't even there to face the person that left those keys in her hand. She Renee Dupreed, Becky's hardcore Holly. She went and got a speeding ticket with Becky's rental car and didn't even tell her about it. And now Becky's here to collect. Becky's just as mad, or at least she wants you to think so. Because as soon as she steps back in the ring with Asuka, she's like, oh shit, yeah, you're really good. I forgot about that. Because Becky is very good too, but she's also an egomaniac. Like that's the thing. Then she gets in there and she's like, shit, oh yeah, you beat me. I forgot about that. And then she got the hell out of the ring. I think that Becky is telling a great story here. She's doing everything. I think this week was much better than last. I think last week, the the, the promo that she has was a little too, for lack of a better term, community theater. It's a little bit like Edge when he gets a little overwrought with his promos as well. And this is going to be the beginning. This was a nice, justifiable reason. And... The reason the reason this story is now taking off is it's such a great contrast to Asuka. And I love both. But Asuka is all... It looks like she's just the biggest flake in the world with the presentation. She comes out, she boops the nose, and then she goes at you with a spitting back fist. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like it sets you off guard and it's a perfect... She doesn't take it seriously while Becky's taking it way too seriously. And I think that's such a, and they're just so both great competitors as well that uh, I am here for that match. I'm so happy Asuka's back. Now, if I can get Aunt Pam back too. Oh gosh, I wish. Uh, so let's talk about my least favorite thing about this match. And there wasn't a lot that I didn't like about it because no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was like 17 minutes from the first note of Becky's music to when the match started. <laughs> yes. And I got, you know, people will defend anything. Well, that's, that's TV. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's time wasting is what that is. Yeah. And I'm like, imagine telling Becky, like, probably brought her kid there. Hey, <laughs> we go set up camp in the ring for... Like roughly a half hour before your match and just chill. Go out to the match. We're going to do a rundown of WrestleMania backlash. This feud, uh, the history of evolution since the beginning, since the big bang. Um, We're going to play 
the entire miniseries of Band of Brothers, and then we'll get to your match while we're playing your theme. <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's excruciating. There's no excuse for it. No. You can say it's 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 TV. Well, that's weird. Why doesn't any other TV wrestling show do that? Why didn't WWE do it for the first like 30 years of their show? My gosh. The thing that you feel for is the live audience because it tricks you when you're watching on TV that, that you're being distracted by all these things. Meanwhile, the people at home are going, is this thing ever going to start? Yeah. The match I really liked. As I mentioned, the Becky Asuka stuff where Asuka's throwing like strikes really fast and Becky's like, get me the hell out yeah. of here and yeah. dodging everything. I like it because we avoid the contact there and then you get somebody else in the ring. Liv getting the pin, all for it. Liv yes. should get the pin. Needs the pin. Needs the pin. Bianca's the champ. Asuka's got Becky. So why not give Liv the pin? On top of that, Sonya is a jobber. She's yes. a jobber. That's what she, she is. She's there to take losses and be man at heel management. Yes. she. Her, the, the story behind her is took a lot of time away from wrestling, isn't good again yet, and abuses her power. She yes. should be losing. Yeah. So I am completely fine with this. And you know, maybe she gets her Nikki A.S.H. moment, her, you ready to take this shit serious? Because, I mean, that that's an easy reset. You, you do the Rocky montage with her, or whatever the hell you need to do, and you reestablish her. Everybody needs a montage. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I, I like this a lot, and I love Oblivion getting the win. Her, her setup move uh, in the corner with the flatliner, Bianca counting along with it. I liked a lot of this main event. I wish they would show some growth in Liv's character. Sure. Because the last time they did the build with her, they just they, they literally did the build and then had her lose again. I wish she was learning and becoming a little more serious, a little more focused, a little bit like this, but they don't do the type of character development. And usually when that happens, they turn them heel, which yeah. I don't want to see a heel Liv Morgan necessarily right now. Uh, yeah, Sonya, uh, I hate heel authority figures of all kinds. Now, it's just been so overplayed in my decades of watching wrestling that I, I, I just want... I just want competency in my leadership because we get heel leaders now in, in the States too. And I just, I just, I just want someone to just show competence and just be, you know, Hey, here's the match. Go out there, have the plan. Uh, but Sonya does a great job with it. Let me say that because it's, it's hard to pull off at times. It really is because you know, everybody's going to hate you, but you don't know if they're hating it because the choice of character sucks or because you're doing a good job with the character. But yeah, Liv looked great. Seems odd that Bianca hasn't a lot, had a lot to do in the last couple weeks, though, doesn't it? What was that? Sorry. I said it seems kind of odd that Bianca hasn't had a lot to do in the past few weeks, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Like, they're not following up on that win at all. Like, or, or, Surely they're going to add Becky Asuka to Backlash, yeah? I think so. Yeah. 
and that'll probably be either a no contest or Becky cheats to win in some way. Yeah. All three of these should probably get added to uh, the show in some format. Dream Ninja says Rhea versus Bianca should main event uh, Mania someday. Oh, I should say this. Um, Bianca and Sonya should not get added to it. No. Bian- but I mean, that is Bianca just, you know, not defending a title at Backlash. But um, Dream Ninja says Rhea Bianca should main event Mania someday. Both ladies are so good and so special and different. Well, WWE has crafted this division to where like nothing but something involving one of the horsewomen or Rousey can main event it from a women's perspective. And that's not that's not fair because I think that Bianca, two WrestleManias in, has established herself as Mrs. WrestleMania. Like that's how good her matches have been. And I think she's gonna end up beating all the horsewomen at Mania eventually. Yeah, she should. I think she beat Charlotte. I think she beat Charlotte next year. Spot that I loved. The dump off the oh. apron, and by that I don't mean uh, a dump ski. I mean the drop off the apron into the code breaker with Liv Morgan. That was good. Yeah. Pete says, Becky came out, I dozed off, woke up, and the match hadn't started yet. That <laughs> was to me. Uh, and Nurguru says, the six-woman tag was fun. Raw women's division is good. There were three different feuds feeding into that match. Lots of fun. Balor Styles teaming is long overdue. Wondering if Bullet Club stuff triggered that. It would have been more fun if there weren't more than one six-person tag on this show to make it different in some way. Well, guys, a reminder, Deanna Perrazzo, Moose, Persia interviews this week. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's the beginning of the month, so a lot of our subscriptions fell off. Uh, Cancellations and uh, credit card expirations and all that. Check your stuff. Make sure that you are good and subscribed. Because on Tuesday, I've got, uh, I'm planning on releasing some interesting pay per view news and um, AW video game news. On top of that, got some impact return news. You get early notes from all of our interviews. I know that some of you can't, don't have the time to watch interviews. I give you notes ahead of time. You get early access to those interviews as well. Check it out. Also, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code FIGHTFUL and you place $5 on any fighter at UFC 274 to win. And if they do, you get 150 in free bets if your fighters win. Uh, minimum age and eligibility re- restrictions do apply. You can see our show notes for details. Also, uh, that show is, is loaded this weekend, so check that out. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Check us out uh, there as well. Jeff, what do you have going on? Well, occasionally you can still catch me here in the fight full neighborhood hanging out with joel pearl usually over on fightful overbook talking old wrestling and the history of certain things there mostly i'm over at shake them ropes on the voices of wrestling uh network got me and chris novembrino doing kind of a light-hearted take on all the week's news and what happened in stateside wrestling that's all uh, your various podcast catchers and whatnot also if you want to hear hot takes I do a show right after Dynamite called The Dynamite Show on Fight Game Media with Paul Ace Fontaine. Um, that's over at patreon.com slash fight game media. And then follow me at Crap Game 13. I mostly just crack wise and tell bad jokes. We have so many shows this week, guys. Tuesday, 
post NXT show with Alex and Kate. Uh, I'm sure Alex will be doing sour graps over on select tonight as well. If not tonight, it'll be tomorrow. I got the backstage report on select Tuesday prediction show Tuesday, Diana interview uh, Tuesday, Wednesday is listing your boy list goes on post show on select post AEW show. How about Thursday interview with moose? We got the spotlight as well. Friday post SmackDown show card hall, Sour Graps, Saturday, an Under Siege review, Sunday, WrestleMania Backlash, all kinds of good stuff. Fightful Select is just five bucks. If you don't have five bucks, steal your mother's credit card. It will be worth it. (laughs) Until next time, guys, we're out. I am Jimmy Van. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.